Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host Kirsty, and today I am joined with Jess from the Real Housewife of the West Side podcast and follow her on Insta as well under the same name. She is just amazing. I just listened to your episode with Grant Rudder. Um, <laughs> so funny. They go deep. She goes all things on housewives and also pop culture stuff. They went deep together on um, what's that cult called that I've just had a mind blank? Scientology. Scientology. <laughs> yes. It was fascinating. I loved it. So thank oh you for gosh. joining me. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Grant was, Grant is hilarious. I love him. And yeah, we both have a, a, a fascination with Scientology. So we, Honestly, we got a little off track. Yeah. No, but I love it. Cause that's like, that's what I love about these podcasts. It must be a phenomenon because so many, I listen to basically all of the Bravo podcasts. Of course, <laughs> I love of course, them all. And, you know, even though we're talking about the same episodes every week, I just can't get enough. But yeah, I mean, a lot of these gals, and I know Erin Martin's the same, they really get into cult stuff and um, true crime. And I'm the same. I'm obsessed with it. And yeah, it's like a weird kind of thing where we have the lightness of our housewives and then the darkness, dark underbelly as it well. It is. It is. Yeah. It, well, and Erin has a separate, her cult talk podcast too, That's which right. is her separate podcast, which is amazing too. Um, so yeah, I don't, I definitely don't get into, you know, cults like deeply like she does, but yeah, I was asking, speaking of therapy, I was asking my therapist about that. I was like, is it because it is kind of a phenomenon I heard someone Mm -hmm. else talking about lately that like it is kind of an odd juxtaposition that most of the people like like us who love you know like housewives or you know like really like trashy amazing stuff like 90 day fiance that kind of thing like also really love like the OJ case and you know diving into Scientology and whatever and I was, well, I'll tell you what my therapist said. And you, uh, actually, you know what? You might feel better about yourself. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because she was saying that, you know, people who really like to, especially break down reality TV, are typically more empathetic and are really interested in, like, you know, anthropology and human behavior and what breaks it down. And she said, typically these people <laughs> like us um, are, exactly, exactly, are, are more mindful and just interested in like, you know, what, cause I think at the, at the root of it, like, especially, you know, like I remember when the FX series about the OJ case was going on and I went and did another deep dive and I'm, you know, like so in, thrall with it. And it's funny because even when I, you know, where Nicole Simpson used to live on Bundy is not far from my house. And so even when I drive by there just on occasion, sometimes still, I always look and it's like, Mm. why am I still looking? That was what, 30 years ago. And I think it is because it's like, you want to, you want to like get to the root of it and really try and understand it. I mean, even though I don't know, it's very hard to empathize with a, with a murderer, but you know, it's, (laughs) I, I, but, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And, you know, I mean, a lot, a lot of, um, I think that's the, the thing about it. it's like getting into the psychology and yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's certainly why, I mean, it's not originally why I got into the housewives, but it's just part of the course. If you're a person that gets really stuck in and loves these kinds of shows, you 
see people's personalities evolve and change. And I mean, I don't usually tackle Atlanta um, just because this season was a bit rough for me, but I found Portia, if you saw that like Portia in this reunion, I mean, she is a completely different person to who she was when we first started seeing her, when she was um, dating Cordell, you know, she was basically a a bimbo and now she is this (laughs) fully fledged, like strong, emotional, empathetic woman and it's just like yes girl she owned that reunion I loved her yeah it's that is one of the things that's a good point to mention and it can go it can go both ways too it can you know oh, I yeah. think of I, <laughs> I think of you know like a Vicky Gonvalson who oh I gosh. feel like I feel like I'm always, you know, like on a really broad spectrum with Vicky because there are points when I'm like, oh God, you know, I just I have that, I guess. Oh, maybe a little bit of sympathy, but also maybe a little like, like the family van episode comes to mind <laughs> because I'm like, that is just quintessential OC. It's like iconic and it's like, it just doesn't get better for me than the family van. And yeah. It's like that when I love Vicky and I'm like, you know what? She's a fucking nut job and she's gonna, that's just her. But then there's also points where I'm like, oh my God, Vicky, I want to like, slap you you know I, I, I change with Vicky's an interesting one for me too because I change like second by second my opinion on her because sometimes I'm like I sometimes I think oh people are being rough on her because I really mm-hmm. kind of do understand the vulnerability like this she has she just wears this like inner child like on her heart you know she just is so such a broken girl and mm-hmm. she, you almost have to feel sorry for her because she really is like a little child but then right. sometimes she's just so conniving and and cruel that I think, well, you know, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But I think that's I think that's what makes her a good housewife, though. I agree. You know? Yeah, her I agree. Ability to you, her ability to just go from like one dynamic to the other, and to be able, like like you're saying, yeah, you know, bring people along to these different kind of like I almost equate her so somewhat with like Ramona you know it's like me too yeah I was just gonna say that yeah it's just like oh Ramona lacks that's uh that little bit of vulnerability that we get from um Vicky though because there is just no breaking into Ramona she is she's difficult although I really enjoyed watching her with uh, her ex this episode. I with thought Mario? that was yeah with Mario. I mean, first of all, he is gorgeous and he, he looks, looks like a completely different man. I mean, seeing them together, like there is this real like relaxed vibe between both of them. There's chemistry. It's sweet. You see a different that was like important for me to see for to, you know, keep my empathy with Ramona and keep my heart open to her because Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like that was a really that was a nice kind of glimpse into their relationship that was. Well, and I think like okay, so do you think they went home and boned? I don't know. Look, Ramona is just like such a good liar. <laughs> like some <laughs> Like she will <laughs> lie to your face when you've just she'll, she'll well, like say, "Well, the sky is red." Tables. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, Look at I'm the like, table no, situation. Like, oh, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. she can just lie to your face, and she will not back down, and she will just scream it louder until you're like, okay, well, the sky is red. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's exactly. what Dorinda did with the table situation. She was just like, fuck it. Like, we'll just yeah. hug it out. I can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't, it's like, it's, I, did you watch the Watch What Happens Live after? No, I didn't see York? it. It was funny because it was, well, it was Luann and Barbara Kay. And, um, and they were talking about the table situation. And then later in the show, Ramona tweeted and she was like, I, I really didn't know that it wasn't my table. And it's like, did you just watch the episode? There's <laughs> exactly. footage of you. Oh my God. And she's like, she's like, well, maybe even in the talking head, she's like, well, maybe the, the, the event people, you know, changed it and didn't tell me. Maybe the event people yeah. lied. I'm like, yeah. She goes with this whole conspiracy saying? theory. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. She just—I okay. really believe in her head. She she believes her own bullshit. You know, she buys she it. She just lives in Ramona Land, which yeah. It, it, part of me, it, part you know, in one way, it makes me like love her, and then in another way, I you just kind of want to shake her. But <laughs> I, I completely agree. It makes me laugh though. But I have, but I do cringe a little when Mario gave those little turtle brace, bracelets out. Because I remember, okay. I looked at it, I'm like, I have that brace. <laughs> Do you? Oh, my God. My, I, my, I got this flashback to being, like, eight years old and my dad giving me this strange little turtle bracelet and the inside, like, their back, their, their little shells were made of opal. I don't know. You must have traveled somewhere and got it <laughs> and thought it was adorable. And, you know, it's even as a little kid, I was like, I hate this. But, you know, <laughs> it's your dad, so you can't say anything. <laughs> Oh, it just killed me. <laughs> I love that he brought up. He's like, look it, I found the old True Faith jewelry tank tops. <laughs> oh my god, I thought that was such a cute scene. I really enjoyed I seeing was, him. I thought it was too. And yeah, I mean, they both. They, uh, yeah, I think you know, and I know our friend Erin. She was on Jenny McCarthy this week, yeah. and she's the same thing. She was like, I think that, you know, later down the road, they possibly will get back together. And I kind of think that too. I hope so. I think they're good together. I don't know if they'll get married again, but I could see them just, you know, being in like a Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn situation. Yeah, why not? I mean, so do you think, do you think they got busy afterwards? I'm not sure. You know, (laughs) Ramona and her, I put cream on his face. And then of course she has to... She has to get in a plug. She's like, well, it was true. It was renewal by Ramona. And, you know, (laughs) you did not put your own face cream on my shut up. It wasn't Um, my cream. Oh, oh my God. Dry gagging. Exactly. It's throw up in my mouth. Um, And he came over to walk Coco. Like, what? Um, I don't know. Initially, I did, but now you're kind of changing my mind because now that you're bringing up that Ramona lives in her own Ramona land and she kind of makes things up as she goes. Yeah, I could see that she was just like, well, he came over and maybe, maybe, you know, they took an Uber together and he dropped her off and that for her is him coming over. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so very strange. I mean, yeah, I'm, I think. I think you're right. I'm not sure anything has happened just yet, but I think, you know, I'm watching this space and I'm enjoying watching it. I, I, apart from, other than that um, fucking Michael, Michael man that all the girls were like globbing on to. Ew, no, yeah. These three women, they just love to share a man, don't they? Luann, <laughs> <laughs> Sonia and Tom, Ramona. Harry, I wow. mean. Tom, Dick, and Harry. Tom, Mick, and Harry. Oh, my God. So funny. So funny. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. I have to ask you about a very – this was a very important moment for me in Beverly Hills this week. 
because I, you know, Camille, I, I have to be honest, I love me some Camille grammar, even if it's Camille circa season one. Because um, I'm like, <laughs> you just get in there, Camille. She is so, entertainment. Like, that, I'll give her that. Yeah. And she, she stirs it up. And um, I remember I didn't like her in season one either. But then, of course, then I like went to love her. I don't know. I wouldn't compare her so much with like a Vicky. But um, I, I do like it when she gets into Beverly Hills a little bit. So, okay. This week when she made that comment, you know, when they're they're at the Boy George concert. And, of course, Kyle. <laughs> and Boy <PK>. George. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, please. I, I, into I, it. I was so bored at that concert, honestly. I <laughs> never, ever, ever want to fast forward through uh New York and I liked the episode but if I have to see fucking boy George one more time I'm going to lose my mind <laughs> oh my god I don't really mind uh, you know I don't mind the boy George concert actually because I do you know I like his music but just the random boy George scenes where they're I don't know like making pasta in the kitchen like so I, weird. Yeah, I, don't, I don't need that I really when don't he's need just that. when he when he comes out from behind a curtain he's just lurking behind <laughs> Oh God. oh my god! Sorry, go on. I didn't no, mean to interrupt you're you. Fine, you're fine. Um, no, when I was just gonna say when Kyle and PK were kind of going at each other, and PK, well, okay, there's two. There's two things we need to discuss. One thing is the the PK comment, and then the second thing is Camille saying to Doreen, PK, she's like, "Well, I never even heard about you until two years ago." I mean, <laughs> like, it's her mission this season to just drop these kind of like truth bombs that we're really all thinking yeah I I think that is Camille's shtick I think she wants to be uh she 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 likes saying um the controversial things and that I appreciate I I really I I think she has value on the show do I like her as a person absolutely not I think she's a total (laughs) asshole but I enjoy I don't know for me it's like it's like I like I like that cringe factor in my viewing. You know how, like, the watching yeah. The Office is, like, it's so uncomfortable because it's too real. Like, Steve Carell's, like, too real. I know it's a weird comparison, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, oh, it makes me so uncomfortable because that's what yeah, it's really you, like. Yeah, you hate watch. You yeah. Just, like, it's watching totally her yeah. makes me feel so uncomfortable and on edge because I know she's about to, like, drop a bomb. But without her, I mean, I would miss her. <laughs> Right, right. That's the thing. And I, yeah, I agree. Listen, I've, I've only encountered Camille a couple times in passing and it's IRL. (laughs) IRL. IRL. Um, And, and not recently either. So I don't even know if this is an, an accurate, you know, assessment, but um, yeah, in both times, you know, she had kind of an air about her that was a little bit aloof, but also, I mean, this is a while ago, too, so I don't know. I don't feel like I can, you know, accurately gauge it off of that. But I do think that, um, I, yeah, I do I do think that Camille has a little bit of the, you know, put-upon phoniness. But that I do yeah. think that there sometimes her, you know, more genuine side does come through. And I don't know. Yeah, she's she's a tough one. But I do she's like interesting. how she's an interesting, interesting character. Interesting, yeah, and I, um, you know, I think the divorce with Kelsey, in a way, like really kind of grounded her and brought her back to earth because it was well, like, see, look, you're just people, like anybody else. Well, I mean, this is what throws me with her, right? She's had breast cancer, I think, 
maybe twice, double mastectomy, like reconstruction, had this crazy public divorce. You would Mm. think she would end up more like the Denise's of the world. And yet she is just this like, she's like, maybe it softened her a little bit, but she's like still pretty fucking nasty. (laughs) Yeah, she is. I mean, the only thing I'm thinking is one, I mean, she and Kelsey were married for what? Like a long time. A long time. So maybe, oh, and oh, here, okay, here's a little bit of tea. So mm-hmm. when, so remember the girl that, the flight attendant that Kelsey left yes, her for? Yes, yeah. I think her name's Kate, but don't quote me on that. Um, so right as all, right as this was all going down, I was still, I talk about this on my podcast all the time, this fucking store that I worked at in West Hollywood that I, I actually got some pretty good stories out of that experience. Um, but <laughs> Anyways, so it he came in, I think it was while the divorce was still co- going on, maybe a little bit after, because he came in with the, the mistress slash current wife, and they're like two little kids, mm. and he came in, and he, he's always wearing like, like khaki shorts, boat shoes, and like a polo oh shirt. God, like he, he's so wood. He's <laughs> gross, and it. Um, which listen, my dad wears that same fucking outfit, so I shouldn't throw too much shade. I don't know. <laughs> For him, it, it, I don't know. It just grosses me out. Yeah. So he came in and he came into the store a couple times and each time he came in, everyone just gave him like death stares. It was like, no mm. one liked him. Like whether there were other customers in the store or other, you know, other people in there, like no one was really that nice to <laughs> Good. I don't know. Honestly, all I can think about is growing up and friends would be on after school special, that kind of shit. And then afterwards, Frasier would come on and me and my brother were like, well, TV's off for the night because this bullshit. Honestly, most boring. I mean, look, we were kids, but that is got to be the most boring TV show that has ever been made. And I was just like, nah, I'd rather literally sit in. Honestly, when I, when we found out Camille was married to this guy, I was like, ugh. What a b- <laughs> <laughs> ugh. Just because he of that fucking show. Didn't know anything know. about him, well, but that show. on Cheers before that, so I think that. Okay, you know, that gives him a little bit more credibility. That gives him a little bit more, more credibility. But, and actually, now that I, I do see him still at Whole Foods sometimes, and I don't really know what he does. <laughs> Because he like if he does anything. That's the thing. I'm like, are you not getting jobs anymore? Because I'll see him occasionally in by the way, the same fucking outfit, whether it's December <laughs> or January or whatever. I'll see oh him at Whole Foods, like being I mean, nothing against like stay at home dads are great, but it's not like he's being a stay at home dad. He like he looks so fucking miserable. He has this like puss on his face and he's walking around Whole Foods like acting like just I don't know. And for some reason, this is another like weird observance of mine. He never gets a cart or a basket. He just like carries shit in his arms. I'm like, okay, what are you doing? I what don't a know. Psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be added up to, like the, the list of character characteristics of psychopaths. Like, does not get a cart at the supermarket. Yeah, like, wears the same outfit every day. <laughs> oh my god, I, I hate him so much. Closet and being just like rows of the same khaki shorts from like banana republic yeah. and like 
He's got like that spin in that um spinning closet that Cher has in Clueless, and it's just all the same beige bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> An iPad. He's like, hey, I think I'll yeah. wear a green polo shirt. Like, yeah. oh my god. Oh, I oh my god. like honestly, I didn't realize how much I hated him until you told me all this stuff. Now I'm like, no, he's definitely a psycho. Okay, yeah. <laughs> next, next time I see him in Whole Foods, I'll make sure to post a picture, guys. Tell him uh, I hate him next time you see him. <laughs> I think everyone hates him because same thing at Whole Foods. No one ever goes up to him. No one ever. Like sometimes you'll see like, I don't know, like a celebrity in Whole Foods and you'll see people like trying to be stealth and like take a picture on their iPhone. Yeah. Never with Aww. him. Now I just, feel a bit sorry for him. Look, see, this is how changeable I am. I'm like, I fucking hate him. Oh, he's lonely. Because <laughs> no he's taking because he is like a 70-year-old man or something, isn't he? Anyway, I mean, I don't know. Be like late six, whatever. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, back to back to Camille. So yeah, her her first, you know, big big truth bomb was she, which I thought I thought Rinna's um, response was so funny because Rinna was like afraid to respond almost. She's like, doesn't it kind of you know make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up? Like I don't know if they really have all the money they have. And it was like she's I don't know. I just thought it was so funny because. Rita's expression, she was looking at her almost like, yeah, duh, Camille. <laughs> yeah. But then she was also looking at her like, we're not allowed to talk about it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this look of just absolute horror. Yeah, I yeah. love Lisa Rinna. Oh I just, and it's, like this season, I feel like she's, uh, I didn't like her the first few episodes with the whole puppy gay bullshit, but let's not even go there because I'm bored. But yes, I just love, love her when she, like last episode with her mum, Lois, coming in, um, sharing the story when she was defending, um, oh. when we were talking about the Kavanaugh case and they were defending the doctor. I've lost her name for a minute. But I was like, just, I was like, yes. And I love her daughters. I mean, I think you can, you know, judge a person quite well on, you know, their their children. Her daughters are lovely young women. <laughs> Yes, I've no. I've said many times on my podcast or my Patreon, I've I've encountered her girls pretty frequently, and they always. I mean, listen, I don't have, sit down and have a conversation with them, but mm. just you know, you can. T- I feel like you can tell a lot about a person from just the way they like, you know, treat waiters or cashiers or anything yeah. like that. You know, and you just can basic manners. Yeah, yeah, and I've only ever experienced them to be very. Um, uh, good mannered and and lovely. I've never experienced them to be like obnoxious or or anything nice. like that. That makes so, me happy to hear. Yeah, yeah. But I it, so yeah. So then this episode when she's like, we only heard about you two years ago. Blah blah blah. I was like, oh shit, she's doing it again. Because I'm like, yeah, we never heard about your friend PK before. And yeah, and PK is is acting like he's like, whoa, well, me and Kenny, we're like, like they're BFFs. And I mean. I, I think it's I weird, said, isn't it? It is weird. I mean, it is like very when he weird. when he first said Kenny, I'm like, hell, what's he yeah, even exactly. talking about? Like, I don't know. This whole situation, it's it's all very strange. And then PK PK almost being angry, well, being angry at Kyle. Look, what he's when he was like, oh, it's a joke, Kyle. That just pissed me off so much because it's every high school bully, it's every gaslighting boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, that is when you're just, like, you know, like, when you – I've actually yelled at my 87-year-old grandfather for doing this, you know? <laughs> it's, like, it's when someone wants – I know, I'm a total asshole. 
Whereas when someone wants to put you down and you get offended because they've just been a dick and you are allowed right. to react the way that you want to react to someone, you know, saying something nasty. And then they get up on their high horse and it's almost like they get, well, they get to, well it's just a joke. You just can't take, you're just a silly woman who can't take a joke. And it's yeah. British humour and all, and like, obviously I'm in London at the moment. And look. <laughs> yeah, listen, is anyone okay. acting like PK in London? Is Has anyone shaded you and been like, oh, that's British humour? Okay, literally everyone is constantly shading me, but I am a very <laughs> irritating person. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's this what they call they, they basically what they call banter, and it's an Aussie thing too. A lot of Aussies do it, and it's just like basically it me- means that you can be a total cunt to somebody. Excuse me, <laughs> that's a very like Aussie and British word to use as well. I keep forgetting. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. That it's it. not. Yeah, it's not even, like, a big – it's a bad – like, it shouldn't, but, you know, it just comes out. Yeah, no, I've heard that before, that it's, like, a no big deal. It's not. Yeah. But, um, yeah, let's – Like, how we say bitch all the time. Yeah, (laughs) essentially, yeah. But, I mean, I still try not to say it because it's a hideous word. But, yeah, no, essentially people can be real assholes to you and then you can um, get offended and I get pissed off because I'm an angry gal. And they're like, (laughs) oh, it's just banter. It's just banter. I'm like, banter doesn't mean you can just be a dick to my face and then be like, eh, it's a joke. Right, right. JK. So then I, then I usually get up on my high horse and I say something really mean. And then I'm like, oh, it's just banter. And they're like <laughs> standing there gawking at me. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so God, funny. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, lots same... of people don't like me here. <laughs> is it the same as – because my experience in London, and I've only been to London, I think, like, three times mm-hmm. um but my experience in London was always that I was like so embarrassed to be an American I felt like everyone looked at me like oh my god there's that stupid American girl <laughs> like everyone looked no, at me like, Australia is different like and I uh, Australia is different because they a lot of a lot of um because we're so far away wherever I've traveled to most people are like interested because they want to visit Australia because it's because of however it's portrayed in the media and stuff. But I'm from Melbourne. I mean, the weather is not that different from London weather. Like, it rains a lot. It's cold. It's windy. Yeah, we have a nice summer. But I'm, I'm usually just like, it's not like the the beautiful, sunny summer beaches that you see, you know, in travel magazines and stuff or ads that everyone's comparing it to. But we don't get, yeah, we don't get this. I think I think people are harder on Americans here, to be honest. Yeah, may- yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's a, yeah, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting, yeah, I don't know. But Study. okay, so, but, so maybe PK isn't lying about this one thing. So PK, it really is like a British humor thing and you can kind of say whatever you want. <laughs> I, I think it is a British humor thing, but I think like in general, I mean, I, I don't agree with it when people do it here. I still think it's gaslighting and like, I think culturally that needs to change because I think it's I think it's just rude. I really hate when people say that. Like, I mean, this is you know a little bit deeper and probably why I'm affected by it. But like, I used to get bullied a bit in school, and right. then you know you can't just call somebody a name and then turn around and be like, oh, it's just a joke that you know that you've just called someone fat or what you know ugly or whatever I'm like it's not a very funny joke now I hate myself right Right. yeah exactly exactly. (laughs) you know so I think when people say that it's because they really don't have a better excuse and 
I was with Kyle. I really, like, I was, I supported her. And I was happy that Dorit didn't just, I mean, I was annoyed she came out and started screaming at Kyle to try and make her understand. But I'm glad she sat down with PK after and told him that it wasn't right and it came off offensive. Yeah, I I mean, this is the thing. Yeah, if, if, if anyone listens to my podcast, you know my feelings about Kyle. But not that I was – yeah, I mean, I guess I was a, a little bit on Kyle's side just because of the principle of it. Yeah. But then I also – I don't know. I've been having an issue with Teddy lately too. I like – I didn't Constant like how – Okay, thank you. Yeah, I, can't stand that, That's a little bit personal too, but <laughs> <Yes>. – <laughs> Have, has, has something happened between the two of you? <laughs> oh, yes, girl. I mean, God, you have to you have to go to my Patreon and listen to the whole saga. I can't um, wait. The, but, yeah, and this is another thing. I mean, I don't know. It's getting a little difficult for me to separate my my real-life interactions from the sh- my feelings about them on the show. But, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Teddy is just pissing me off and I did agree I, I when I was like when Doree yelled at Teddy and she was like can I just talk for 30 seconds blah 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 I was like oh <laughs> shit here we go again yeah I was, I was wondering like how long is this truce between Teddy and Doree gonna last you know yeah I know and I'm so mean like that actually <laughs> I mean I, yes like I don't know I really don't like Teddy and I really don't love Doree but I mean I, I would feel quite offended if somebody just like snapped at me like that as well but then it has such a teddy cliche to like start to like almost start to cry and make it about her when really she was she had oh, nothing yeah. to do with the situation apart from the fact she sat between Dorit and Kyle when they were having this chat like just shut your mouth and let them sort their own business for a minute like I feel like she always has to kind of insert herself in everything to try and stay relevant and it's just irritating me yeah, I yeah, I feel like she's interjecting a little bit and she's almost like uh who do, who was she reminding me of? She was remind oh, okay, this might be an odd comparison, but she was reminding me a little bit of Carlton because be, just in the sense, not in the whole like, you know, witch thing. Sure. Um, but <laughs> witchcraft, you know, whatever. <laughs> but um yeah, I just in the sense that I feel like she almost tries to like interject herself because she's like, uh, uh, cause she feels like, okay, well I have to do this or, you know, I'm going to be gone next year or something. Like she feels like she's not, yeah. it's not from an authentic place, you know, she's I just, completely like, agree. And I think that's you know why I mean? she inserted herself in all of, like tried to insert herself in all of this, um, puppy gate drama, like, but she just couldn't do it in the end. Um, let's yeah. get back. Oh, I have one more comment on Beverly Hills and then we must get back to Roni. Because we just kind of jumped ship there. And I have so many things that I want to talk to you about. Um, Okay, so my comment is on, what, like, where the fuck is Erica? I mean, this is her job, right? Be be filming, you know? I don't want this iPhone bullshit that's not even good quality. Like, take us on tour with you or stay home and film. I mean, it's just ridiculous, right? Yeah, I feel like she kind of has one foot out the door, and yeah, I, I mean, I kind of felt like that last season too. It's like she, she, you know, is doing her Erica Jane thing, and it's like she's just kind of phoning it in. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know how much longer I really need Erica Jane. I mean, listen, next year could be totally different. It could be a total 
shakeup and totally, you know, so I, I mean, don't I think they need to, I think they need to do that. It's all just uh, like, I still just very slow. I, I mean, it's rough. It's been a rough season. Yeah. I mean, what is this episode 11 or something? We've only just forgotten about this goddamn puppy. And now I'm at a boy George concert for half an hour. No, I mean, <laughs> I can't. Handle I know. It. I know. <laughs> All yeah, right, let's get back to some Roni stuff, shall we? Yes, yes, for sure. So, uh, Tinsley and Scott, I mean, obviously this episode oh we found out that they've split. Do you know in real life, IRL, if they're together on and off again? I don't. I haven't heard any tea about that. I think I, I as far as I've, I've you know, I've done my research, <laughs> um, as far as I've heard, they are still broken up. They're still, okay. you know whatever and who is it it might have been actually it might have been Aaron on Jenny's show who was saying I don't remember if it was Aaron or if it was Jenny but I think one of them was saying they um no it was Aaron she was saying that she researched on Glassdoor about Scott's coupon company and people on Glassdoor were saying you know like giving like reviews of their time there or whatever and um and people were saying that he's like a little bit I mean, listen, I don't want to label him as bipolar, but a little bit like bipolar ish (laughs) behavior. And I was like, oh my God, that totally makes sense. Because if you, yeah, because if you look at Tinsley and Scott's history, it's always like, we're on, we're off. He's sending her gifts, he's pulling away. It's like that total, you Mm. know, behavior. So I think. I, I, I agree. Tinsley deserves a better guy that she, I do think she needs like an alpha guy, but an alpha, not an asshole. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think Tinsley's a hard person to love as well. And if indeed Scott is bipolar, I mean, they are hard people to love as well. I can say that because I am one of them, but I'm also a <laughs> Tinsley. Honestly, like I should be in the middle of this relationship. Maybe I could man- manage them or something. <gasps> Dog's going crazy. <laughs> I thought that was mine for a second because mine has literally the same bark. <laughs> oh, hang on. Somebody's just come home. And I took my pants off because I told you that I'm in menopause at the moment. I'm like, sweating <laughs> my pants off. I, you know what's funny is I literally, I'm sitting here in my robe that I stole from the spa at uh, <laughs> the Savory just in Punta Mita. I always steal the robes from the spas. Um, I'm declaring that on like a public platform but anyways I always I'm always hot too so I always like I'm just wearing like a robe while podcasting I'm like if people only knew what the fuck was going on in here not appropriate ridiculous (laughs) I know honestly that's the beauty of it not being a visual platform (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah oh my goodness but yeah no I can um I can relate to to Tinsley as well because she's just that very intense woman in love but she I mean I think she even knows that it's not a right relationship and I that's why she was probably so affected when all the girls were like call your boyfriend how hard can it be and she's like Like, well it's very hard (laughs) it's very hard and because she knew it deep down well they think that's why she had that like meltdown too and she was crying you know Mm. yeah yeah exactly I agree and I thought it was like I thought it was pretty rough when um, Sonia and Bethany were like saying, you know, users get used and not being very. Like, yeah, that was. 
felt a bit mean girl to me. That was a little bit mean girl. And the other thing is, I'm like, Sonia, do you really have a leg to stand on? I mean, you married, <laughs> exactly. you married up, and we all know. I, I mean, I know she had a, a, a messy divorce and everything, but you can't tell me that. How how old was her ex husband when they got married? He was like 60 when they got married. You can't tell me that she wow. was like, oh my god, I'm so excited to bone this guy tonight. Yeah. Like, no, you married exactly. him for the status and the money. Like, just be honest. So exactly. That's that I mean, part I was like, you're a little bit kettle black situation. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, so moving ahead, what what was your sense at this arts bird and feathers oh my situation? <laughs> oh my god, that was I died. A shit show. And what I, the fuck? I it was amazing and only only were they at Art Basel or they were just they were no that was in New York wasn't it yeah, yeah. I don't I, I don't know it was just I, I don't it, know either you know, I just it don't further know. proves my theory though or not my theory but my my uh whatever belief that mm-hmm. the dullest New York scene is better than like most scenes in Beverly hundred <laughs> percent you can just walk into an art gallery and there is like a There's thousand a birds freaking of, out in the back. Yeah. What? <laughs> and and also and I do think and Bethany kind of said it best. She was like, I mean, it kind of proves Sonia's story is correct. Like maybe yeah. Sonia isn't just like pulling some of this weird ass shit out of her ass. Like she really, it, you know. And I think that there is there's that weird. And not weird, but that level of wealth when you get to like the fuck you money wealth mm. that there's the, some people like I'm assuming this guy is that are just so, you know, uh, I'm losing the word. Um, they're just so, you know, I don't crazy is not the right word, but ostentatious and whatever. And right. a little bit, like loony because they, you know, they're almost so a little insular. bit. This guy was a little bit yeah. shit fucking crazy. He was down the <laughs> rabbit hole. I mean, but sometimes like, it's like you, they surround themselves with only people in that, you know, kind of community. That. And yeah, it all just, they support it. And it's just, yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. And it was amazing. Show all at once. I have I, to say though, as much as I thought the art looked like it was probably done by a toddler, I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed the couch. I liked the fabric, like Did with you? the bunny. I don't know. Okay. Maybe like, I don't have the best style. <laughs> And I like a bold print, so I'm I'm probably I'm like li- literally looking at Lisa Rinna for fashion advice because all I wear is leopard. So look, I'm oh, not yeah, the best person. Them. I'm not the best person to ask. That you know, I can the extent that I can pull off leopard. I have some leopard like ballet flats and I think like a leopard Cute. print like scarf. But I I did I ordered from Nordstrom the other day. I just got it yesterday. And it's so funny because you know when you buy stuff online, you're like, oh my God, that'd be so cute. And then you try it on and you're like, oh, sure. this is a bad idea. So I ordered this like <laughs> silk camisole in a leopard print. It has buttons down the middle and of course on the girl on the Nordstrom website it looked cute. Of and course. then I tried it on yesterday and I was like, this is not good. <laughs> This is a problem. <laughs> I was like, this is going back. Is, yeah. No, oh, no. my goodness. I but. just have, yeah, I have an addiction to leopard. And I don't really, like, literally, I'm looking in my closet right now. And this is, I'm living out of a suitcase, right? So this is uh, my my base level. I can see one, two, three, four different pieces of leopard. And <laughs> that's most of my clothes. <laughs> it's a problem yeah I know I need to I 
need to get some new fashion advice, start following someone else. I mean, but then I'm the one who like saw Dorit in that green $300 visor and I'm like, that's cute. Oh <laughs> the rest God. of the world's like, okay, what's that's wrong? where I draw the line. That's where I draw the line. And I, that this is, this is the other thing I always say. And I feel like Dorit falls into this category, but so my husband's Persian and a lot of his like friends or cousins, they do this thing that I I feel like is really common among Persian people, Armenian people, at least in LA it is, where I say it looks like a Louis Vuitton store threw up on them or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. And he has this one cousin that, and I tell his cousin this to his face. I'm like, this is, no, you can't. Because he'll walk into like, even Passover last week, he, um, he walks in and he's wearing like jeans and a Louis Vuitton print belt and Louis Vuitton <laughs> shoes and like a Louis Vuitton tie and Louis Vuitton <laughs> cufflinks and a Louis Vuitton like little, what do you call it? The little pocket square. I'm like, no, this is oh not a good look. That's this is me like, with leopard. That's 100% <laughs> me with leopard. I'm like, my entire outfit is leopard. My wallet's leopard and my shoes are leopard. And then I'd just be wearing, like, black jeans. I'm like, yeah, this is who I am now. I feel like she <laughs> falls into that category. Like, I'm waiting for her, like, her next boob job to be, like, branded with, like, the Chanel logo or Those something. Those boobs, I mean. Oh, I feel like they're propping up her, her chin. <laughs> I mean, and they're they, they in such an odd shape. It's like sometimes they're square. Sometimes they're really round. Yeah, sometimes yeah. they're, like, oblong. I don't. Oblong. I mean, I, <laughs> And they're hard as rocks. They, I mean, they are boulders. Well, you know what could have happened is she could have, I don't know, apparently the, I only know this from people telling me I, I have not um, had a boob job yet. I actually need like a reduction. My boobs are annoyingly big. Uh, oh, so to be like, your. No, not in a good way. <laughs> no, not it's like painful. Like no, not like that. They're not that big, but they're floppy. Like they do not no. stand up on their own. So it's like I have this one girlfriend who she had a boob job after she had her kids and she hers, I think, are a little bit too big for her stature because she's very, very thin. But the thing is, I'm so jealous of her because she can wear anything and not have to wear a bra because exactly. her boobs just stick straight out. Like that reminds me of like the robots in Austin Powers. Like those yes. are her boobs. And I'm over here and I'm like, oh, I have to do like a strapless or I can't wear like one of those cute bralettes because it's like they're fucking pancakes over here. Yeah, and I, I can understand. Yeah. So it's like, it's, oh, I'm going to have to get it. Yeah, I know. So gonna I'm gonna ha- ha- they'll be flopping in the wind. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I told my husband, I'm like, listen, after we have kids, I'm going to need a lift because this shit yeah. is not going to look good. That's a good time to do it, according to my friends who have children and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I think after breastfeeding, like, it's. Yeah. They were like, don't do it now because you're just wasting your money. You're going to have to do it again anyway. So. Right. Yeah, but I no. bought this. Speaking of like not being, not having to wear a bra, I bought this bathing suit yesterday from Mexico. I'm going to Mexico for my friend's wedding next week. It's uh, not near. Um, I'm going you to Mexico. I I checked and it's on the opposite side to Andale's, which I am devastated oh. about. But I guess I'll still have fun. <laughs> but I bought this new bathing suit, and I. I, I don't know what happens to me. I mean, I look like I have a nice cup, but when I put on a bathing suit, it's just like pancakes for days. 
And it would look so, I was just picturing all of these um, Beverly Hills women, you know, when they were at the beach and in their beautiful bathing suits and their tits are like, they've got cleavage in a bathing suit. I'm like, that's not what I look like. (laughs) I know, I know. Well, there's a difference between, there's a difference between a pool party bathing suit and a swimming bathing suit. That's true. So, you know, I will, that is all I'll say about that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I had to get, I had to get a good bathing suit because my mom hasn't seen my tattoo on my back yet. And I can't even say what it is in case she's listening, but um, I think I've mentioned it in the past. She probably knows, but I had to get something that covers my lower back. So she's, it's not a tramp stamp. It's an accidental tramp stamp kind of. And I think she would be a little bit upset if she saw it because it's quite large so I was like, well, instead of getting a bikini, I'll just get a one piece and oh, it's just become, it's become a thing. Now I have to figure out how to stuff some boobs into it. I mean, I'll, you know, oh my just, gosh. Woe is oh. me. <laughs> I feel like a girl. I feel like a girl. Guys do not know what we go through with the bras Mm-mm. and the tape and the whole, it's a whole fucking shit oh, show. It's, it's all just, it's a lot to be a woman. It's- it is a lot. It is and on lot. that sad, sad note, I think, I think <laughs> they've like, I think that's it. Tits and beds and it, Yeah, I, uh, yes, speaking of therapy, I have to run to therapy. Like I was telling you, it is currently 825 in Los Angeles. My therapy <laughs> appointment is anywhere from 830 to 9, so I should probably yes. go. Uh, yep. <laughs> so just tell us where we can find you. Yes, yes, of course. I my podcast it's The Real Housewife of the West Side on iTunes, on Spotify. I'm switching platforms in a minute. So um then it will be more widely available. Um and yeah, my Instagram is super long. It's at the real housewife of the west side. And um my Patreon is patreon.com slash R H O W. Amazing. And just for your listeners, I am Kirsty and my Insta is at Reality TV and Me. And you can find me on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud at the same name at Reality TV and Me. Thank you so much for chatting to me. It has been so much fun. And I hope you you. get your head shrunk and your life sorted out and everything's happy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I go to to therapy once a week regardless if there's like any drama or not because I'm like, it's my... you know whatever I think we all everyone should have a therapist oh my gosh completely I will start a petition (laughs) (laughs) I think the world would be a much better place oh thank you so much we'll have to do this again yes yes for sure enjoy your time in London and your trip in Mexico not at Andales I (laughs) (laughs) thank you I will I can't wait all right I'll talk with you soon all right see ya bye bye Okay, well, I'm going to get into some Vanderpump Rules and, oh man, last night, it's Sunday, the day of recording this, um, look, shit got wild. I'm going to try and get into this stuff with Fitty Sand or Fofty, <laughs> as he's now shall be known. And Lala slash Randall. Um, I mean, if you haven't heard by now, this is the story of the year. I mean, everything that went on in Vanderpump Rules, and we all know it is a dramatic show, is nothing on this 50 Cent feud. So, 
let me see if I can explain it in a way that might make some kind of sense and then I'll um, get into the deets of it all. So basically, Fitty Sten has some beef with Randall. It looks like he lent him a million dollars, which um, Randall's only paid 250000 back so far. This was like several years ago, I think almost six years ago, but it's coming up now. Um, and Fitty, I think it was for the movie Gotti, you know, the one that did like super well on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> what did James say? It was like, it's harder to get like a 10 out of 10 on Rotten Tomatoes for like being terrible than, well, fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the quote, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Basically the movie completely flopped. Um, anywho, so that's what we think the money was for. Fiddy is now apparently just chilling out on his couch watching VPR and he gets to the episode where, where, uh, Lala, who apparently her name is Lauren. Um, did we know that? Because it literally blew my tiny mind. And FYI, while we're on the topic of names, did you guys know that Raquel's name is Rachel? (laughs) These fucking bitches. I can't cope with it, you guys. What is happening? Ugh, anyway, that's an aside. So Lauren, aka Lala, um, you know the episode where she was at the hair salon with Stasi and she was talking about how she got the audition with Randall because she um fucked him on the first night and then he bought her a Range Rover. Well, Fiddy and we were all just like, um, what bitch? I can't believe you just admitted that. It literally like killed us all. <laughs> well, Fiddy saw that he shared it or retweeted it, the cl- that particular clip. And then he basically called her out on being a hoe and was like shaming Randall for his Harvey Weinstein-esque uh, actions. True story. He even mentioned Harvey Weinstein. That's not me being shady. And so... The internet has blown motherfucking up. It is like Christmas all over again. So Lala comes out and she's losing her mind saying that this is a plight on the Me Too movement, that he's not supporting women. And like, so she did a a live story, um, which has since been deleted, but it's still on Fiddy's page and all over the interwebs. Anyway, um, you have to watch it because it is actually amazing. Gangster Lala comes out and she's spouting all this absolute nonsense about how he's calling her out on her private life with her boyfriend. Um, and everyone's just looking at her like, girl, what are you talking about? When I say everyone, I mean the internet and myself. <laughs> what are you talking about? You literally said that live on camera knowing that it was going to be on your TV show. So Fiddy's just like lolling it up because he knows that she has no leg to stand on. Also that she is a skinny white girl and she ain't no gangster, even though she is for some reason desperately trying to be. 
Um, and yeah, like then Randall kind of tries to come to her Lala's defense, but instead of really doing that, he full on like has a panic attack and starts really like, (laughs) for lack of like a better word, he pussies out so hard and he's just like, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please leave me alone. Please stop fitting. Like he fakes a motherfucking heart attack. You guys. He goes, he's like, Fitty, stop. I have to go to the ER. I think I'm having a heart attack. And then he posts this photo where he's covered in like all those little sticky things you stick to your chest in his dad bod. And just to prove that he's like getting his heart monitored and all this shit. Honestly, I am living for this. I've I've never been happier. I was up until about 4 a.m. last night just trying to follow this whole situation. Everyone's jumping in on it. James is having the happiest day of his life. He's just like reposting. He's like commenting on everything. Just the fact that Lala's being brought down a peg or two. I mean, it's what we've all been waiting for. I mean, you guys know if you've been listening to the podcast all along, like I used to love Lala so much, but I really, I'm with James. I don't like this person that she's become. I'm finding her really, really difficult this season and uh, like off-putting and obnoxious and new money and just plain fucking rude. So let's get into some of the text messages, but I highly, highly recommend following Fitty or Fofty. So basically the whole Fofty thing is because um, Randall was typing the messages so quickly that he kept misspelling words and he kept calling him Fofty instead of 50. So that's the new hashtag to follow as well. Um, It's just all too fucking good. Let me see what I've got and what I can share. Oh, the other thing that's hilarious is that people are um, editing the wikipedia page of both um randall and and lala and like so what the um um, fitty's basically saying like oh you got to pay me my money by monday um which is april 29th and so people are editing the wikipedia page of randall saying um this is the one the one of the most recent ones that got me lolling Emmett is currently engaged to Lauren, Lala, Kent from Vanderpump Rules. Lauren, who is a gangster from Utah, whose body happens to be inhabited by the spirit of gangster rapper Tupac, (laughs) is an American reality star. He also owes rapper 50 Cent, often referred to as Emmett as Fofty, $1 million, which needs to be paid by Monday, April 29th, 2019. I mean, there's other ones, but it's just so good. It keeps getting edited and having these new lives. I'm just dying out here. All right, let's see if I can find the text messages. Okay, so Fiddy um, posts this on uh, on Twitter saying, or is it Insta? Yeah, he, oh, I can't remember. I can't, I can't tell what it is. I think it's on Twitter saying, uh, talking about that video that he shared about Lala talking about sucking the D for the Pujo. And he goes, uh, me too, role play. Are you an actress? Come to my hotel and act like you really want the role. Then suck a dick. No good, Randall. No good. With the face palm emoji. Lols. And then Lala replies, wow, 50, I'm disgusted. We've sat up at dinner solo with you. You showing mad love while begging Rand to put one of your new talentless bitches in a film. And this is how you come at me on the gram. <laughs> 
You guys, I can't make this shit up. Oh, this is the original post when he when he um sent the video when he when he posted the video. He goes, 10 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Hoes are winning. Do you want a Range Rover? Yes, bitch. Yes. Then just run out and suck a dick. Lol. Shakes my head. Oh my god, I just absolutely couldn't handle it. Um, who's this? She's and then it looks like Lala, ha- yeah, Lala then replies to that saying, she swears she's a thug from Southside. She's saying she, but she's talking about Fitty. Fofty, sorry. She swears she's a thug from Southside Jamaica, Queens, and she's up in here watching Bravo. Someone has forgotten where they came from. Coming for me on the gram, I smell fish coming from 50's direction. Vanderpump rules as Monday at uh, 9, 8, and 8C, only by Bravo. I got the strap. Which apparently is like a gun thing. I don't know. I mean, so much is wrong with this. First of all, she's like making fun of him for watching Bravo when um, that is your bank, bitch. Like this relationship with Rand is not sustainable long term. So you better be kissing Andy Cohen's motherfucking feet and not be bagging out people for watching your show. Second... What is she talking about? Fish? Is that like a gangster thing that I don't understand? I mean, I don't get it. Maybe it's like, I smell fish coming from 50s direction. Is she talking about, am I making it really gross if I say, is she talking about like pussy smell? (laughs) I don't know. Because he's he's talking about her being a hoe. Maybe she's like, well, you're also a hoe. I honestly don't know. But that's my thesis on that. Gets even more convoluted. Amber, I don't know how to pronounce the name, Childers, who is Randall's ex-wife and the woman who has um, his baby mama, she even gets on board. Somebody called Bulldog underscore mod um, post, like, commented, like, linked her to all of this information on um, the gram and said, did you see 50's post today? And Amber's like, yes, 50 Cent said it best. Ho's winning. I guess if that's what you call it, Randy got what he wanted. And ain't she right? Honestly, I mean, Stacey Schroeder's calling this treason. James Kennedy is like, I'm dead. I can't even cope. Okay, now I'm going to read you the chain of text messages um, from between Randall and Fiddy, just so you can really understand Randall's personality. Because I think he tries to come across, certainly Lala does, as this tough bitch gangster wife um and I think maybe we have this skewed persona or at least I did that Randall was like more hardcore than he is he's actually like a weak motherfucker and I'm really seeing that now okay so it starts with Randall first this is Randall she's my fiance and I asked you to be in my wedding last week I'm sorry fitty Fuck that. I told you I wasn't with you. What the fuck would you want me in your wedding for? Like, I ain't got else, I ain't got shit else to do. Get the fuck out of here. You took my kindness for weakness. Now I'm, now I'm show you what I'd be trying not to do, you dumb motherfuckers. I'm way too white to read this shit. <laughs> Lila could probably do a better job. Um, then Randall replies, I said, I'm sorry, Fofty. I apologized. I'm sorry. Then he just like spams Fiddy, like text after text after text. I'm sorry again. I really am. I said, I'm sorry, Fofty. 
I'm he- <laughs> I'm heading to the emergency room. I'm not doing well. Please don't text me anymore. I'm sorry for everything. This is too much for me. I'm so hurt and not feeling well. Now my ex is fucking with me after your post. This is very bad for me on all levels. Going to ER to make sure I'm not having a heart attack. Please, 50, no more. I mean, I just love that 50 takes no prisoners. This is his reply. Get the fuck out of here, Randall. You told your girl to say that bullshit because when we had dinner, it was talk- It was to talk about IFE directing. You fucking loser. <laughs> so harsh. Did you tell her you owed me a million dollars over six years? Keep playing with me and get your fucking head cracked in front of everybody. You guys, I, and scene, I mean, I just, it is just all too beautiful. I will be following this for the next, like, will we have to figure it out by Monday? I wonder if he's going to get up, come good with the dough. I mean, we all know he ain't. Let's be honest. Now, with that in mind, I have to get into a little bit of the episode. I mean, it, for me, this wasn't an super exciting episode because I'm not into weddings. Um, especially not these kind of traditional weddings. I am going to be into weddings next week because I'm going to Mexico for my BFF's wedding. And that's cool because I'm a bridesmaid, but I didn't have to do anything. And I don't even have to wear a special dress. I literally got it from the op shop. So I am like loving life. It's a beach wedding in Mexico. It's just about having fun for a week, drinking uh, margaritas. I get to see my mum. I'm going to eat nachos and I'm going to get fat on life. So, I mean, that's the kind of wedding I can get into. But this kind of Britney fairy tale wedding, Beauty and the Beast style bullshit is not my scene. I'm sorry. I get that people are into it. But these things, I don't know. I, it's just not for me. I did think some of the dresses are really beautiful. Um, yeah, but I just don't have much to say on that. I thought Jax was a real wanker. Um, it, the stuff he was saying in front of her brothers and her dad. I mean, even if you think that stuff, like we all know he's a narcissist, but could he not even pretend that he's not number one just up until the wedding day? I mean, this guy, and all they want is to make sure that her daughter is not making the biggest mistake of her life, and he can't even give them that. I mean, he used to be the best liar in town. Why can't he just, like, give them something they need? Like, be like, oh, yeah, of course, I'll be nice to your daughter. He's like, no, this bachelor bachelor party is going to be wild. Like... He's telling the dad there's naughty shit that's going to go down when his dad's basically just told him, you know, asked him to please not cheat again. And he's just like, sorry, I'm number one. Can't tell you that. Never know what I'm going to do next. So I found that really uncomfortable. Um, They all seem like really nice people. I mean, uh, I, I mean, Jax. I mean, even the girls, while they're like, you know, talking. They're talking to her, uh, Britney's mum, about getting jacked. Oh, I haven't been jacked in six months. It's a world record. I that like that's ridiculous. If you have to worry about your husband to be's name being used in as an adjective in a very very negative way, like an abusive way, um, maybe don't marry that guy. But what can we say? Britney is like completely in love with him. I don't know. 
I'm not on this whole, like, Britney is the sweetest thing in the world bandwagon. I think she is naive and and she... Somebody should save Britney! <laughs> Can't we just protect her? I just think it's just... I mean, she is seems like a nice person, but she's got some work to do as well, you know? Something's going on. I don't know. It's rough. It's rough. Somebody needs to, like, pull her out of there. And her parents are trying... Her dad seems to be asking questions but I think the forgiveness toward um Jax has happened a bit quickly my parents would like literally my my I had an ex that was the breakup was ugly and my 90 year old grandpa was like I better never see that boy again or I'm going to strangle him (laughs) like like somebody needs to like protect Britney from herself Uh, I don't know Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? But I mean, looks like the wedding's going ahead. Cannot believe next week is the season finale. I, uh, it looks like so much is gonna happen. Looks like Bo's gonna propose. I mean, I yeah, it's a lot. It's just it's a lot. It's been a big week. So once again, I want to say thank you to Jess from the Real Housewife of the West Side podcast. Follow her on Insta as well. She is hilarious and has some amazing interviews. Um, what else? I, as per usual, all my dates will be in the detail box underneath wherever you're listening to this. The podcast is available on Apple Pod, um, Spotify and SoundCloud. And follow me on Insta at Reality TV and me. And guys, please five star and review me because I tragically got my first one star review this week and it literally broke me into a thousand pieces. You guys know about my fragile ego and I was like, oh my God. (laughs) I think that means I've like made it if I get a bad write up. I literally, like, messaged um, Anthony Lario, like, right away from Tony's Tea Corner, right away. And I was like, oh, my God, Anthony, why does everyone hate me? I wish I was dead. And he just quoted Britney Spears' lyrics to me until I felt better. And it was literally amazing. So, yes, five-star me, please. And, um, yeah, I'll chat to you soon. Love you. Bye.